0: Out of the ashes, you will rise. If you feel sad, lost, depressed, finances are in the gutter, social life, you're lonely. Out of the ashes, you will rise. Here in my garage, invest in yourself. Always be curious. Don't be a cynic. Sleeping on a couch in a mobile home with only $47 in my bank account. When everything's burnt to the ground, when you're sad, lost, or depressed, and everything's at rock bottom, you get to rebuild the exact and precise way you want the damn thing rebuilt. Health, wealth, love, happiness, each of these four goals. In case you missed the last episode, make sure you go back and check it out. Here's what went down. The more I get experience in life, the more I focus on social skills. It's literally the most important thing. And there's all this science that shows the number one thing that makes you happy, spending a lot of time around people that you love. Coming up today, nine out of 10 of you are not capital constrained. Nine out of 10 of you are constrained by your skill. Business savvy is the most common weak link that I find when you're trying to raise money and grow your business. So today, we're talking on raising $1 million from investors for your ideas. Number one, why do you need to raise investment money? Simple, I'm gonna actually show you why mathematically there's a good place for raising investment money. Like, it's more than what people think. So there's a mathematical reason I'll get into, but obviously we live in a capitalistic society. Capitalistic society implies it takes some capital to have ideas, right? Have ideas come to fruition. Right, takes money to make money. So for those of you here who have an idea or have an entrepreneurial venture, at some point I can almost guarantee you, I could tell you from personal experience, you will become capital constrained. And this is number one, raising money, is you have to understand the concept of capital constraint. Now I'm gonna make this not too complicated, but it'll be complicated at the same time. Capital constrained, we could add constrained here, means what you're doing, the weakest link, is money. Now, there's a flip side to this. A lot of people say, Ty, my main weak point is that I'm capital constrained, and they're wrong. Their main weakness is many other things. So for those of you watching um a lot of you think you're capital constrained. So you go, "Ty, I've got this idea. I've got that idea, and if I only had a million bucks, my idea would become a multi-million dollar idea." And I'm going to challenge you and go, "Usually, 9 out of 10 of you are not capital constrained. I'll tell you what you are. 9 out of 10 of you are constrained by your skill." skill set. So capital constraint is real. There are some of you, one out of 10 of you, who right now if you only had more capital, you could skyrocket your success and accelerate it. Bam 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 bam. 9 out of 10 of you are have a different constraint. So number 2, it's business savvy. Business savvy is the most capital uh, is the most common weak link that I find when you're trying to raise money and grow your business so somebody says will the accelerator help you become business savvy yes a lot of you are in the, or not a lot of you some of you have been let in we've got an application process some of you are in my online kind of business school okay it's called the accelerator um, and yeah that's what it's built for it's built everything that I needed to know so that when Mark Cuban is here in my house he respects me I'll be putting out that uh, some of the video footage I shot with Mark uh, a day, a couple weeks, in a week or so. So, business savvy. Here's a little test I want you to try your, on yourself. Let's, I'm just gonna throw some stuff out here. We're gonna test how constrained you really are around business savvy. Everybody tells me they know business, they know money. Everybody tells me, Ty, I got my business idea. If I just had a million bucks we'd all make, I'd make money, and I'd make money for the investors. Let's test you right now. I'm just gonna throw out a few terms out there. Uh, Little test. Do you know what a clawback provision is in raising money? Who here knows? A clawback provision is, is part of raising capital, usually in slightly more complicated funds and so on. How many people here, know who Kim Kardashian is? How many people have knowledge and savvy about Kim Kardashian right now? How many people know who, the, what The Voice TV show, or American Idol, or know Simon Cowell, okay? So everybody's brain here is savvy about pop culture at some level. Everybody knows who The Beatles is, everybody knows who Michael Jackson was. So a clawback provision, is an example of something, if you know that, what that is, as opposed to knowing who Ringo Starr is, there's benefits for you in life. Because mark my words, if you sit down at the table with investors, some of the investors won't know what a clawback provision is. So now you flip the switch with your business knowledge and savvy to be able to talk about things they don't even know. there's a lot of delusion in the world that the world isn't competitive. The world is competitive. Dr. David Buss, f- become a friend of mine, he wrote the textbooks that are used to teach evolutionary psychology, kind of the most cutting edge science around social interaction and, and how we act as humans. And he told me, the world is competitive at every angle. Friendships are competitive. You're in a competition for the highest quality friends because other people want them as friends. You're in competition romantically because if you're attracted to somebody, they're probably an attractive person. Probably 20 other people attracted to them and they have a lot of choices. If you want investment money, $1 million, guess what? The game is, is very competitive because other people want Mark Cuban's Shark Tank $100,000 or a million dollars. So it begins to make sense what I'm saying that most people are business savvy constrained. Let's try one more. I'm just gonna think of something else here. Uh, Who knows how much research and development money, called R&D money, Apple or Microsoft spends each year. What percentage of their revenue does one of, the? let's take Apple, which is now the largest, most highly valued publicly traded company in the world at $700 billion valuation. How much do they spend of their gross revenue on re- research and development? Is uh, On research and development. I think it's about 4 four to $6 billion, if I'm correct, Microsoft and them. But they're spending, you know, let's say roughly 10%, a little bit less, I think, generally, than 10%. I think Google does. I mean, I think Apple... It's actually less, less, I should know this, I'm asking. I've been reading so many annual reports, some of them are starting to blend together. But the point is, they don't spend a large amount of their money, they don't spend you know, 50%, but they don't spend zero. They're always spending literally billions of dollars on research and development. Now, why is that important for you? Well, when you're sitting down with investors, and they're having a conversation with you, they're gonna be listening for business skill, savvy, knowledge, and competency. And when you go, yeah, well, we're gonna build my business, I'm gonna make sure we always plow back five or 10% of our gross revenue, just like Apple and Microsoft uh, and Google, we're gonna pour that back into our R&D, people are gonna go, hmm, this person here sitting in front of me reads annual reports, because how many people do you know read annual reports? Just ask your friends, ask all your friends, all your family, everybody that's an acquaintance, ask them how many annual reports they read this year. Now, Warren Buffett, who's the second richest man in the world, and sometimes he's been the richest man in the world, he reads 250 to 1,000 pages a day. A lot of it is annual reports. I'm not asking you to read 250 to 1,000, but you guys do know that he's the biggest investor in the world, right? So it would make sense whatever he finds important that you must find important. If you want the chance to enter into one of my free giveaways, here's all you have to do. Number one, subscribe to my podcast. And then secondly, leave an honest review of my podcast. What do you think of it? All right, I pick random reviewers to win either an iPhone 7, a GoPro black, a MacBook Air, iPad, Kindle, and then I've been doing these uh, once a month free car giveaways, giving away a Mustang or Camaro to one random social media follower, podcast followers are entered into that too. So you'll get your free chance to enter, just leave an honest review and make sure you subscribe to my podcast. All right, I hope you win one of the giveaways. Talk to you soon. make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever it is you like to listen so that you don't miss out on any new episodes as they come out.